Story number one. Why We Don't Hunt Demons by Squiggle Story Studios. I sat and waited in a coffee shop and stared at my mediocre cup of joe. Very few diners open at 3 a.m. and bumfreck nowhere would have the facilities or the beans for a decent macchiato. But beggars cannot be choosers. I could go to Starbucks and get you something, Harry offered as he watched me stare at the gump. I scoffed. It's all right, it's not the best time for a milkshake, I quipped. Harry rolled his brown eyes. That was terrible, even for you, Derek. I shrugged and took a sip of my percolate, putting the immediate back into the table. Not as terrible as his coffee, I murmured, while Harry graduated from eye-rolling to a complete shake of his head with a belligerent sigh. His dusty blonde hair falling out of place, waiting for a guest unknown in a small diner, is never easy or quick. While today's streets were safer overall than years past, the chances of coming across a desperate method isn't something anyone is ready for. And, unfortunately, in our line of work, recreational drug use was far too common in our clients. Sorting the regular hallucinations from the whispers of the possessed really is an art form than a science. Hence why we were out in such an awful hour. Attention seekers don't like to inconvenience themselves this much to get a fix, and tweakers are easier to dismiss when they can't cause a scene without a threat of angry authorities carrying them off or taking them out. I think this is him. Harry brought me back to my senses as a young man stood awkwardly at the door. I waved him over. David, I called, giving him my best smile. David stared at me like a deer in the headlights before quickly shuffling over to the booth, pulling up a hoodie over his face. Hey, Anyone told you how to keep a low profile, he whispered harshly. The lone cook and the waitress didn't even look up, but I bribed them the secret organization money to look the other way. I decided to turn up the charm. Why would we keep a low profile? We're not doing anything wrong. I held up my hand. Derek Shirovani of the Nephilim Project. David Betty made eye contact as he shook my hand. Strong shake as signed from the quick release. And this is my assistant Harry. Harry offered his own hand to David in a moment of youthful solidarity. I believe you two have conversed extensively over Reddit? Yeah, David muttered, shifting in his seat. This is the real deal, isn't it? You're really from England, just to see me. Of sorts, yes, I replied, reaching into my pocket. You're the best lead we've had in this part of the country, and if you and our suspicions are correct... I can offer you a new and better life. I then retrieved a blood test from my pocket. All we need is a drop of blood and we can narrow down the origins of your abilities. What? David exclaimed in a hushed whisper. A drop of my blood? That's some real serial killer sounding crap. The blood test honestly looked like a hockey, small plastic packet with two clear chemical vials, a saline solution and an activator some specialized litmus paper, and some extra sharp tweezers. Deciding demonstration was going to be better than convincing David, then trying to explain it. I took the saline drips and a wet paper before tweezers and cut a cuticle on my left thumb. Don't cut the palm of your hands, kids. Before squeezing out a drop onto the paper. I then doused the activator onto the paper and good soaking, but I knew nothing was going to happen, so my paper turned red. I pushed and said over to Harry. 
Your turn. Harry nipped the tip of his finger despite my demonstration for Amolia and let his own blood stain the paper. I watched David knowing what was going to happen next. As Harry applied the activator, his blood turned pale shade of blue as a small spark jumped from the paper. Which was a nice touch, really. David's eyes stared at the paper and I, as the responsible adult of the table, handed Harry a band-aid from the pack. Harry has a small amount of demonic blood, just like you. He takes medication to control the more chaotic side of the unfortunate heritage. As Harry pushed the litmus paper over to David, he let out the white of his eyes turn black, his brown irises glowing gold for an instant. David stared between Harry and the paper, snatching the tweezers without saying a word. I'd say he was a little too eager to draw on his own blood, but for many, finding out who you secretly were a demon and not just crazy is a definite escapist fantasy, and, if I'm going to be honest, I wanted to see how David's blood would react, too. The young man went for the scab on the back of his hand and dabbed the paper onto the reopened wound, before reaching for the activator. The paper just about exploded. Green sparks and smoke leapt from the page and even I jumped to avoid the sparking my hair. Harry swatted the paper from David's head and squashed the flame. <clears throat> well, I cleared my throat. It's the strongest reaction I've seen in a while. So, my demon, David asked, halfway between excited and terrified. You're at least half of one young man, which is truly saying something. I patted my coat pop pocket, reassuring myself that my cigarettes were still there waiting for me. If we ever find your father, I need to interview him. David's expression turned dark and I internally punched my own face for saying something so stupid. Staying awake till 3am was starting to get to me. When did I become so old? And then you're gonna kill him, right? David glared down at me. That's murder, David, Harry reminded our guest. But he was a monster. He fricked up my entire life, David growled. Yes, well, unfortunately murdering a monster is still illegal, I retorted. That's bullcrap. I thought you were going to help me hunt him down. David yelled, forgetting all pretenses of staying quiet and unassuming. The lights in the diner began flickering on and off. The waitress and the cook looked over warily. Harry stood up and left the table to approach the onlookers as I kept David focused on myself. We are not hunters because we don't need to be. Demons are impulsive, violent, and unstable. I stood up and placed my hand on David's shoulder. Most of them end up in jail, high on whatever is available, or shot dead in a ditch. Even with all their powers, very few of them can survive the modern age. David's eyes were black, green irises glowing in the dark. Behind the magic, I could see the fury and the pain. My own human eyes didn't look away. Even with all the powers and longevity, what they have done with such power? Nothing. David's fury halted. Confused, I kept my voice low. Calm, and importantly, kind. It was the humans who built the pyramids, humans who eradicated smallpox, and who have walked the moon, electricity, the internet, the Louvre, the Hagia Sophia, the AK-47s, intercontinental missiles, and so, so much more. All of it created without the terrifying powers of demons. I rested my second hand on his shoulder, imparting a revelation my father passed on to me so many years ago. The demon side of you can do amazing things, David, but the human side of you can do anything.
The light stopped flickering and David's outburst faded along with his black, demonic eyes. I released him from my grip and gave him a much-needed space. I won't force you to come with us and we can't erase the pain that you've suffered, but we can ease your hardships and offer you a chance to have a better life. And you don't even have to see my smug face again if you don't want to. I offered, but the light jab at my expense wasn't enough to cut the tension. David looked at me, unsure whether to punch me or break down crying. Possibly both. I wouldn't have blamed him for either reaction. We can give you a couple of days to think about it, Harry interjected. You can give us a DM when you're ready. David nodded and pulled his shoulder away from my hand, grabbed a bag and ran off into the night. Harry slumped back into the booth, looking at me like an idiot I am. You nearly lost him in the first half. You need a better opening, Derek. I know, I know, I agreed, fishing out a cigarette from my pocket. It's been a while since I've had to make that speech. I'm a little rusty. A year and two months, really, but I still meant every word. I'll meet you back at the motel. I need a moment. I said, waving the death stick between my fingers. Harry sighed and grabbed the rest of our things while I stepped out for a moment of reflection. My lit cigarette glowed gently in the dark alleyway. The smoke filled the air as I let the frustration escape me. I had been there once, the anger and the drive to inflict the same pain I felt onto those responsible. And when that didn't work, I turned it on myself hoping that it would stop. In reality, a human like me had no chance against even the partially awoken half-blood demon. But it was not my duty to raise the sword. It is to offer the sanctuary so often denied to them and the kind words that they so desperately need to hear. We do not hunt demons, for we have already won. We only need to care for those left ruined in their wake. End of story.